0: Welcome to Connection Privé, I'm Clémence de Cressy, CEO of PR agency Clementine Communication. This podcast is all about networking and the power of human connection. Over the weeks I've interviewed CEOs, marketers, influencers, authors, doctors and many more to discuss the power of networking in their lives. Some really good advice has been shared and today I'm thrilled to welcome Andrea Thompson. Andrea has been working for Marie-Claire for many years as a deputy editor and been promoted as editor-in-chief of the women's title as it went online only towards the end of last year. She worked previously for magazines such as Grazia, Glamour, Woman and Home and many national newspapers. And in her own words, she says, while the media industry has changed considerably over the past decade, the need for a brand like Marie-Claire Uh, that champions quality journalism and lead conversation around diversity, sustainability and female empowerment has never been greater. So I'm welcoming Andrea now and can't wait to discuss all of these topics with her. I'm delighted today to meet the editor-in-chief of Marie Claire UK, the one and only Andrea Thompson. Andrea, hi.
1: Hello, I'm really delighted to be here. Thanks for having me
0: on it's a real pleasure i am so thrilled you've uh, you've given us this 30 minutes i know you are super busy at the moment um before we start i would love for you to tell us a little bit more about your background andrea i know quite a fair bit having read a lot about yourself but uh could you tell our listeners a little bit more about from your studies to where you are now how journalism was always the only way forward for you
1: Okay, so I went to university um, in York, at the University of York, and I studied English literature, Um, and I left university with um, an obsession with kind of hearing people's stories because I had um, developed a love of listening to people. And strangely, um, by working in a bar when I was at university and I really realised that I was really good at listening and I loved hearing people's stories. And that kind of combined with, you know, a passion that I have always had for news, which I got from my parents, who were real, you know, they were obsessive about news, there was a lot of politics talked at home, and um, always, you know, loads of papers. And so I came from that sort of um, household where there were always lively discussions about right and wrong and politics and things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think news was always and, and, and journalism was always sort of, you know, on my horizon. And I really felt that I wanted to hear stories from people with different points of view um, that you possibly don't hear that that much in the media. So um, I think that's where it came from. So I first of all um, worked, um, I decided I wanted to um, try magazine, so I sort of did a bit of work experience. Um, uh, in the women's um, magazine sector and got my first job um, at Ideal Home um, mm-hmm. and then moved um, through to, um, I worked at Glamour, Grazia and, and then spent um, the formative part of my training at the Daily Mail. Um, and um, then I moved, and I did a lot of freelancing after that for the Sunday Times and the Times. Um, and I really, um you know, I I, I sort of I, I've done a lot of staff jobs, but also done the freelance side as well. I worked at Grazia um, for a couple of years as well. And then I moved into um, doing a bit of TV as well. I did a couple of things um, um, undercover investigative um, reporting um f- um for um shows that appeared on channel 4 one about the cosmetics industry and the other one about sweatshops in india making clothes for the british high street um so i yeah I, I think um you know my my background in um was i mean i love magazines and i love fashion and i love beauty um but i think um it's the journalism itself that that drew me in
0: and I love the story about wanting to listen to people and and create a voice for those who can't speak. I guess um, it's interesting because you were a feature director at Marie Claire for for many years, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm correct. Yeah. Before, before, so how long have you been within the uh, the, the group?
1: I've been at Marie Claire oh. like nine years
0: now. It's a okay. long time.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's a, it's it's funny. I, as I say, I sort of moved around a lot of different brands in my career. Um, But Marie Claire was somewhere I always wanted to work when I was younger. I always wanted to to work at Marie Claire because it combined that sort of genuine feminist agenda with gorgeous, glamorous fashion and beauty. And I just loved that juxtaposition of subjects. And I always sort of felt that um, it would be a publication that I wanted to work at. When I got the job as features director, for me, it was like a dream come true.
0: So what do they do so well at Marie Claire to to keep you on because you've been there for 9 years which is uh, which is congratulations it's a it's a very long time I guess
1: Well I suppose I've done different roles in that time I've done the features director role and the deputy editor role and now um the editor Um, in chief as I as we move from um, primarily a print um, led brand to a digital first brand Um, so it's it's been you know um, lots of different positions but in essence I think what's kept me at Marie Claire is that the, um, the 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 values of the brand are very aligned with my own and also the kind of topics that we cover are things I'm genuinely interested in and the thing about Marie Claire you know I I do feel that you know there's this um, this campaign spirit um, that that runs through the brand and you know this desire to kind of um, help create lasting change which is something that I, I've always wanted to to be a part of and to to drive um, and, and something that really motivated me to get into journalism in the first place.
0: Mm, gosh you must have the most amazing little black book of contacts with all of this beautiful topic that you've mentioned uh, you must have an amazing amount of network uh, a big network of, of really influential people that you meet every day don't you?
1: I mean, I have met some really interesting people in the course of my time at Marie Claire, as well as interviewing a couple of different prime ministers. Um, yes. <laughs> and um, you know, um, it's it, it, what I what I I like about about the brand is that it's such a um, diverse range of people you come into contact with. So, so, you know, some of my best contacts are people that work. Um, you know, within the government infrastructure. Um, Others are influencers and um, people from the well-being industry. Um, I'm good friends with a lot of people who are sort of executive coaches um, and Mm. experts that I've worked with along the years who have um, been absolutely invaluable um, when I'm looking um, for, you know, um, insight Insight, on where um, the world of women and work is moving. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 um it's really nice to have such a broad um, array of people that you work with on a regular basis.
0: In terms of networking, Andrea, do you network a lot?
1: So I think um, networking is a funny word. It kind of fills <laughs> a lot of people with dread because you kind of think about walking into an empty room and then suddenly it filling up with all these people that you have to talk to. I mean, I used to go to a lot of those sort of events. Um, Um, When I was a bit younger, but now I think that a lot of networking takes place um, just over email or social media. Um, I do still go to um, actual events and those are generally events where um, if, if I've been invited, there's something experiential in the event. Or um, the speakers are people that I really want to hear from. Um, but I mean, I have to be choosy because, I mean, like most people that work on publications like mine, you know, we could be out every single night to three different events and you have mm. to kind of pick and choose from the ones that, um, you know, are run by people that perhaps you have um, an affinity with and you know what sort of things on offer or if there's something special taking place at that event. Um, um, and
0: absolutely. And how do you do? Because I guess you have you have two little little um, kids as well. Um yeah. how do you manage at home with your with your partner, with your husband? Do you sort of share night in the week? You can go out, and you're becoming very, as you say, very selective about the events by looking at guest lists in advance, or um yeah. how do you choose which network you're attending?
1: So I think the events that I choose. Um, will often be be run by um, PR agencies that I've worked with before and I trust. Um, Other events I will attend because they are um, offering something slightly different, you know, like a slightly different execution in terms of the way that that they're run or they're speakers that I want to see. Um, In terms of the juggle, well, I mean, I think... Um, just having a bit of notice um, to plan our diaries around some of the really important events um, is what helps I mean I used to when I was in my 20s go to everything and now I'm really selective because obviously I do want to see my kids sometimes in the evening and after my commute it's quite a long day to to get home so um, really the events that I will go to I'll have to be quite choosy with but, you know, I think if you if you can't go to an event, you can always contact the organiser and establish a relationship and, you know, through them and say, look, I can't come. But, you know, would it would it be possible to put me in touch with a couple of people, A, B and C, who who you might know are there or, you that's know, a good idea. speakers. And that's what I do um, occasionally. You know, if if my my timetable and my calendar doesn't allow it, then I just reach out to the people directly and say, look, I missed the event, but I was really keen to speak to you. Is it possible to set up a call?
0: That's yeah, a good idea. It's a really good advice, actually. Um, do you have any further advice about networking that you, that you can share for everybody who is listening to this podcast, um, looking up at, at you with what you're doing at the moment and wanting to increase that black book of contact and perhaps going into the journalism world? What, uh, what would you say to these, one, to these guys?
1: Um, for me, um, networking is really about human connection. Mm. And some of the best contacts I have are with the people from my professional past who I have established that connection with early on so that networking doesn't feel like a chore so it's almost like a friendship and I think the key to human connection is listening and um you know, if you're a good listener and you meet somebody and you can ha- you can just put what you want to the side for a second and lis- really listen to what they're looking for and, you know, try and help with that. I think that goes a really, really long way. Mm. And often, you know, people see networking is about you know reciprocal give and take often it's just about giving and saying I know someone who can help with that and putting two people together and you know what often it comes back round in the long run it might not be an immediate thing but it comes back later down the line and those are the connections for me that have been much longer lasting because it's just about just saying look I just I think you guys would be really good together. And then just watching them go off and do and
0: do their, that thing. Their own thing. Exactly. But well, that's exactly what this podcast is is all about, is putting mm. those people together. I, I really like this example. Mm. Um, well, thank you for that. I think that's very, very valuable. Um, just a few more notes. Um, you at Marie Claire, are you still working on the annual Future Shaper Awards? Is that something that you still do at Marie Claire?
1: Yes, yeah, so the annual um, the annual Future Shapers Awards um, was uh, very, very much um, still on the agenda for this year as it has been um, for the last six years. Um, however, with COVID um, <laughs> we're putting us where we are at the moment, right now... Um, you know, everything is kind of on hold. We are doing our annual um beauty awards um pre in the right. next few weeks in June and that will still go ahead as a virtual event. Right. But, um, you know, it's it's a case of having to just look at how things pan out really. Future Shapers is something that I is really, really um close to my heart because I've worked yes. on Um, every single Futures Shapers event since the beginning and all the shoots. I've attended all the shoots and met all of those young women. And some of the, the, they have been essential to my network actually um, Mm. in terms of building relationships with them, um, long-term relationships and watching them as they kind of, their careers take off and sort of giving them the press that they need early on but also then them kind of gi- giving back to us in the sense of you know inviting us along for that journey um and and supplying us with a wealth of stories um you know um for for on the back of on the back of that so um you know future shapers uh, we'll we'll see but i i i, I do hope that it will continue.
0: I'm a yeah. massive fan. As you know, I, I attended a couple of your awards events, mm. uh, and I can tell all these. Um, all these influencers—they all look at you, and you are becoming some sort of mentor for a lot of them. And they really mm-hmm. look at Marie Claire as as a guide uh, for guidance. It's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I've learned so much on going to the events. So like you, I have met so many amazing, charismatic women mm-hmm. a- attending, and I'm still—they're still in my uh, portfolio of contacts, and I get in touch with them when, when I And sometimes we socialize, etc. But a uh, uh, mm-hmm. very, very good event. So fingers crossed. Yeah, things could run again this year um, absolutely be because there's a lot of
1: energy as you know in that room when you get those sort of dynamic women all together people are almost yeah. at a high at the end of it but it's, got, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of really nice to talk to you about networking Clemence, because you know i think you're one of those people that's been very much a part of my network um and my and me a part of yours because we've worked together you know a lot over the years and you know having found ourselves in quite an intense situation we we've obviously traveled together to Senegal um (laughs) with with a previous client and I often think that it's those situations again you know um where you kind of get to notice somebody on a much deeper level um yes that that that, that they've become you know a, a really special part of your network
0: absolutely Oh, thank you for for reminding me of this amazing 72 hours in in Senegal um to plant tree uh and to help reforestation in uh, of le, le poor le, le villages in uh, in the heart of Senegal in the Casamance if i remember well mm-hmm. um it was very intense three days and we've met, we've met the most amazing. If you recall this little girl we've met, it was oh in that little village. Oh, it was mm-hmm. just the most charismatic and amazing. I know you do a lot of trip, but I have to say this one will remain in my mind for a very long time. It was um, special, yeah. Very, very special. So yeah, thank you for bringing back this memory actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but exactly, it's exactly the sort of networking. We, we've got to know each other in a very particular situation. We've always kept in touch and we're here to support each other when, mm-hmm. when and that is, um, mm-hmm. I'm not truly. Really, you know, I, I lots of people talk about because we're we're female and there's sort of female network. For me, female or male doesn't mm-hmm. quite matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the minute you made this sort of connection and there's. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a human connection between two people whatever sex you are i think you know should people should uh, sh- should be able, be able to flourish relationships should be able to flourish from there um yeah, but it's it's fascinating so fingers crossed for the for the future Shaper awards i'm i'm very much support supporter at the back yeah um before I let you go, what's your, how do you keep in touch with your team at the moment? Uh, I guess the, the media landscape is dramatically changing. Mm. Um, I don't know if you had to follow some of the staff or not, but uh, how do you keep in touch with the one remaining?
1: Mm. So we, I mean, we, um, luckily we, we, we had to follow very few staff um, really? at Mary Claire. We have quite a small team. Um, mm-hmm. And what we do is we have a daily 10 o'clock, call with the management team every single day and that's gone throughout the whole of lockdown where we um, fill in, you know, each of us about what's happening in advertising, across editorial, across, you know, the stats from the night before, and also e-commerce. So there's four of us in that meeting. And it's also, you know, a general catch-up on how the team's all doing. So we have that, mm-hmm. you know, every mu- every every day. Um, and then throughout the week, you know, um, Monday, Wednesdays, we catch up as smaller teams, um, you know, um, and we often – have ad hoc meetings to discuss a specific brief for example or a commercial Great. project but definitely every day you know I'll have at least three to four um you know face-to-face meetings via zoom um and you know I mean it's, a, it's a definitely been a learning curve that's for sure you can't speak <laughs> face-to-face I think real face-to-face um you know in terms of picking up people's cues to you know your conversation and and that kind of thing but i do think that what the last eight weeks has shown us is that we can all work really effectively um from home and really um, be very motivated um and and produce um really good content so i think it's interesting it will be interesting to look at um how uh, the working landscape changes after this i think there will be a lot more working from home you know on a regular basis Um, And we have all the digital tools now, you know, to enable people to work from home most of the time. I think, yes, you know, a few face-to-face meetings a week is great, but, you know, um, I'm looking forward to stepping up the use of that technology more um, in our day-to-day lives at Marie Claire.
0: Oh, fair enough. But mm-hmm. there's, I mean, you know, if we spend more time at home, I mean, hopefully kids will go back to school quickly. Please, God. Know. Oh, fair my much. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's are you with me on this one. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: But no if they go back to school quickly I think yes I agree there's no problem to work from home but suddenly does it mean a big move to the countryside where people will actually want to enjoy being outdoors because you know being in central London working from home not seeing anyone it's it's uh, poor for me it's quite tough at the moment yeah.
1: Yeah. I I miss the I miss the breakfasts um, the breakfast meetings that I used to have before work with, you know, nice. different clients and different PR agencies, and just yes. that that really relaxed swapping of ideas. That's what I miss, um, and just the kind of brainstorms face to face with my team, where everyone just throws stuff in, and it's like really informal. I think the problem with Zoom is that it almost formalizes those conversations and can make them a little yes. bit dilted and make people a bit nervous about speaking up which we, no one wants do they I mean you just want the free-flowing conversation and um exactly you know that's that, well, that's well if. Thing
0: if you want me to throw some sort of spirit or wine tasting for your staff to, you know, on a Friday night, please ask. I'm
1: not going to refuse that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for speaking to me today. You've given some really, really strong, um, advice for anyone listening about networking and, uh, really connecting the dot between networking and human connection. Um, you are an amazing writer. I have to say for everybody, obviously who wants to contact you, um, you are obviously at Marie Claire yeah. but otherwise you're on social media social media one two three I'm stuttering there at Andrea can write so if anybody wants to contact you and network or we'll ask you more about yeah, future shapers do. I'm sure you'll be you'll be there to answer and once again thank you very much for taking part today and I'm sure I'll see you again very soon okay thank you very much Clemence. Thank you so much for listening to Connection Privé, a podcast produced by Clementine Communication PR Agency. This episode was mixed and edited by Chris Osborne. For more insightful interviews about networking and the power of human connection, make sure to subscribe to Connection Privé on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell a friend about us. I'm your host, Clémence de Crecy, and I hope to see you again soon. À bientôt!